Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow, great to see you again. Critics agree, Loki Season 2 is... Marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2, now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. You are listening to Absent Minded. Brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com Hello and welcome to another episode of Absent Minded, the top 25 under 25. We're here to speak about Justin Barron at number six. And I'm joined by Jason Paul from Kenya, of all places. Any wildlife around you? Jumbo, yeah, I've got... uh... My, my indoor cat and my indoor dog. Yeah. Well, that's what we have. Uh, Anton Rossigo, the fugitive. You're on the run again, and, and where are you this time? I'm in, uh, I'm in Athens, in uh, Piraeus, down uh, by the uh, seaside. And I can barely hear anything because I'm uh, currently at a football game. So oh, any, any wildlife around you? Uh, yeah, I, there is uh, 30,000 people here, and they're chanting massive. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, they're really passionate. All right. We're we going to have to leave Anton there because everything is breaking up. And we'll get back to Kenya with Jason Paul. Uh, Jason, thank you for, for joining us again. And sorry for that interruption. We are always keen to hear where Anton is about. So, uh, yeah, interesting. Athens and Piraeus, there's some uh, good history and some good uh, and good stories to, to uh, go around there. But... Uh, Obviously, you're the analytics guy, and there hasn't been much data for Justin Barron because five games for Montreal and two for for Chicago. But have you been able to see anything to to set him apart? He's number six in the rankings, though, so obviously a lot of po- people put a bit of trust in him. Yeah, I mean, he's got that pedigree. He's got that number one pick, right, and uh, from Colorado. Uh, yeah, there's nothing in the numbers that you can really look at. I mean, if you really want to interpret some of the numbers, maybe you can see that over the course of the last, you know, four games, his underlying numbers seem to improve. Um, and on the offensive side, it, it, the underlying numbers look good, but the defensive side of it look really, really bad. But I would, I would throw all those away. I mean, playing. As a rookie on on a last place team, I I, would, I wouldn't really look at that. So I went back and did did uh, watch some of his uh, games earlier today and uh, yesterday when I can finally get on to see them. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you we, we, Jason had some some uh, difficulties uh, with with the accessibility of at the NHL down in Kenya. Um, obviously, though, I mean, like, yeah, we can throw them out for for obvious reasons. They're they're the sample size is minute, really. 
And uh, then it's also the fact that Montreal was uh, sliding really bad when when he finally came into the team, and then he got injured uh, with a with a with an ankle injury, if I remember. Ankle correctly. injury, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So, so there's a yeah. lot, lot, but but you mentioned the the offense, and that's really where a lot of people think that that Baron will shine, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, high draft pick. Um, you know, I think people his numbers were decent in uh, junior, right, for Halifax. Um, but I'm I'm not 100 percent sure. And and I mean, any any NHL or anybody that makes the NHL is, you know, at some point they were the captains of their team on the power play. Uh, David Savard's a great example on Montreal, right? I mean, he was an offensive defenseman. Um, and sometimes you have to look at what the 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 depth chart looks like, the other players on the team, and sometimes if you're you're not head and shoulders of offensively uh, ahead of somebody, then you got to really pick up your defensive game. And my personal opinion is that if he if he wants to be uh, make the NHL quick, he's got to really make that part of his game, the defensive side, stand out. As as mentioned in the article by Jared Brook. Um, and, and if you haven't read it or you're listening to this while reading it, you know what I'm going to aim at. Uh, uh, his time with the Colorado Eagles in the AHL last year was 43 games, uh, five goals, 15 assists, 20 points. He would place third in in Laval with those stats. So, so there is an upside, it seems, into his offensive numbers. Um, but when you looked at him, where did you see his... And, and not going by the numbers, but but what did you see in his defense that maybe wasn't as good and where he needs to be improving? Um, well, I think, I think um, when I went back and watched his shifts, um, what's, what stood out was, and it, it stands out for everybody when they're rookies and, and mm-hmm. they're in a broken lineup, like the Montreal Canadians was a lot like lots of miscues. And I wouldn't really put that against him. Uh, once you have a solid pairing and you've been in the NHL for half a season or a couple of years, then, then you might pick on those kinds of miscues. But I thought that maybe his, the way he plays, it looks as if being strong defensively is actually going to be his, would be the thing that would get him on that team. In my opinion, he's big, right? He, he, not only is he, he's not huge, but he, I feel he plays big. He he looks like a, a big guy out there and he moves his body properly. And I was really impressed with, uh, his efficiency, his skating is is very strong, um, and I found his his style very efficient. So, um, you know, I don't want to take this opportunity to pick on Romanov, uh, <laughs> but if there was somebody who physically played the opposite, those guys are opposites. Romanov is his motor's going; um, he's making sharp turns and, and moving his legs. Uh, quite off, like very fast. Whereas I find Baron is way more efficient in his skating, and and that's that's what you want from a guy that's gonna if he's eventually gonna play twenty twenty two minutes, twenty four minutes. You need that guy that can be efficient. I mean, I think Shea Weber is probably for Hab fans that that he is the kind of um, the way he p- plays positionally, the kind of player that you would want to emulate emulate to. Uh, to have a strong player who can play big minutes on the team. So I, I think that's, if there's a niche, if I was his agent or if I was 
you know, the Habs, this is the kind of thing that I would want him to, to uh, focus on and not so much the offense. Uh, he is 20. There is always room for improvement. Uh, he's turning uh, 21 in November this year. Um, and, you know, he, he played a bit in, in Laval last year, right? And I'm, I'm just going to check because I have his webpage over. No, he went directly to to, no. to Montreal, yeah? And yeah. Uh, th there is a bit of history, though. Uh, he did have uh, a blood clot in his shoulder. Um I'm not a medical, <laughs> I'm not a doctor, uh, at least not a, I started out a geography doctorate once in uh, ages ago, but uh, and he, I, I guess you're not a medical doctor either, but is that something that you would hold um, yourself back in his expectations or, or is that something that, you know, it's done and dealt with because it's so long ago, because it's two, two or three years ago, right? Yeah, I'm not a doctor either, so I couldn't really tell. And I mean, uh the pro sports is cruel right i mean nobody's going to give you a you know a pass on certain things because you've didn't play because of covid or you have some sort of injury so i think it's going to be a bit cutthroat um with the depth chart that, that with the depth that they have there i think he's waiver exempt right yeah um and i maybe that could be seen as a good thing right so they they can be a bit more patient with him put him down bring him up um so yeah i just you know i have i have i've written down a few things here and down near the bottom of my page here i've got um some of the advantages that he has right he's he's on the right side his right mm -hmm. right d that's an advantage in the organization um he's a huge guy right and i, yeah. I think people take this for granted when a new gm comes in and he starts bringing players that he drafts for I mean, everyone's got their own little biases and, and you know, you're going to be biased towards your own, the players that you scouted and, and your current organizations picked up. So I think that's a positive for him, right? Uh, super young. And um, like I said, the, the playing style is something that um, if he focuses on the, the positioning and the defensive strength and the size, they don't necessarily have have that rate rate yet, right? So. Um, I know that um, Sky was on a couple of days ago, right? Talking about Harris. Yeah. And when I was, uh, you know, Harris stands out to me as the guy that's got that the offensive flair that could potentially have the greatest the greatest potential. I don't think they have sure shot uh, number one defenseman in these in these young players that they have. But if anybody has something that's going to put them above the cream of the crop on the offensive side, it's it's Harris in my opinion. So. If you're looking around and you want to carve out a spot in the lineup for yourself, you're competing against him, in my opinion, for the offensive side. That's going to get the offensive minutes, going to get the power play time. You're looking at, at a, a defense set with uh, uh, Joel Edmondson, uh, Mike Matheson, David Savard, Wiedemann, uh, Schooneman. Uh, I mean, and... and Let's let's be honest. After the the camp la last year, and we haven't had him on the list yet, <laughs> everyone can count on their fingers now who's left. So it's Kevin Gule. He's probably going to go straight into the team. We just saw uh, recently today, as we're recording this on Thursday night, European and African time, uh, yeah. and and uh, he wears number twenty one in the rookie camp, and and that points more or less to a 
player that goes straight into the team. And we know how close it was for him to get into that team last year. So yeah. how, who would you pair Baron with in, in with, with those kind of players? Um, that's a good question. And um, he was, I think, mostly paired with um, um, Edmondson, right? And that could give you a clue, right? Um, maybe they see him and Edmondson as the future of of that five-on-five defensive minutes that they're going to put you out with, right? Um, you tend to hide, you might want to hide Harris, for example, and they they do Weidman, right? Like mm. um, some of the guys that are more offensive, but they're not going to get the harder matchups, right? I, You know, that's classically where Montreal has been with their coaches the past few years, but, you know, Marty St. Louis did not run the team like that last year, and I don't think he will this year either. But that's where you have to think the team's going to go. That's the future. And that's probably how they're going to play. If I, My guess is that's how they would play Baron with Edmondson. Uh, which leaves a, a little bit interesting otherwise. We, we also have a, a, a defender. Many have counted him out after a terrible season last year. And that's Matthias Norlinder, obviously. Um, also one of those waiver exempts. You can move them up and down. Do you, when you look at the lineup and you look at the roster and 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 the amount of defenders they have accumulated um, partly to be in, in Laval, but also to, to play obviously in the big club with these youngsters. Can you see sort of a uh, musical chairs being used in order to turn them up and down the, the, uh, the two teams? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so Weidman. Yeah. So I, I I mean, the Sherlock's are probably Edmondson, Matheson, Savard, and Weidman, right? Those, those are the veterans that are going to be there. You basically have two to three more spots, and that's I, a lot. I, I have locked in Caden Gooley. I would, I would be honest to say that. Do you think he's going to make the team this year? He will make the team this year. All right. I love yeah. it. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, interesting. I mean, that would be... That's it's going to be interesting to see how they they play that waivers game, um, and you could argue that Baron, because he's he is he can go down up and down. He he would be on that on that bit. So they only have uh, Shuneman, right? That's uh, that would have to clear waivers. Uh, Edmondson as well, and Shuneman, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. Besides yeah, the, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. the the, the yeah. sheer shot NHL, you have four, you know, NHLers. And yeah. then you have Shuneman who who uh, has to clear waivers. Yeah. So it would not, not shock me to have Shuneman up the whole time. And then you've got three or four going up and down. Yeah. I, I'll be I'll be honest. I'm I'm not sure. Is it a loss to lose uh, Wiedemann, uh Really? I mean, you you know the numbers more than me. So what did you see in him last year? And I'm putting you on the spot because you obviously haven't prepared for this. But yeah, no, I I just they signed him for other reasons i think mm-hmm. so uh would they put him down if they had to yes but i just don't see where the need would be and this is where your ghoulie uh prediction is uh would be interesting right um because for me i think harris is the lock and oh, I, right. I only say i only say that because uh because of the power play so you have wide men who was pro- is probably the best power play option mm-hmm. But he's only a 
they know he's only going to be here for a year. Maybe they'll sign him again. He, he, he's only a stop measure until they can find somebody. And why would you not run Harris to see if he's actually the guy? Interesting prediction here. We got two predictions of the youngsters making yeah. the team, and and uh, <laughs> well, we add that to all the all the bets we have with, with that that we both have lost over the years. So, yeah, you know, loser gets to buy the winner of beer, or or the other way around. <laughs> Maybe the winner should buy the, the loser of beer because the loser is going to be more disappointed. But <laughs> and if we're both wrong, then you can uh, try to delete the podcast, right? You can do that. No, 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 no. <laughs> then we'll both buy each other beers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, mm. as always, don't drink and drive. You know, make sure someone else picks yeah. you up from the bar. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's it's interesting. And there there will be some kind of rotation, I think. Uh, and, and obviously, partly with youngsters, but also with, with the elderly statesmen on the team, there will be an injury or two popping up. So you will have to bring some of the other guys up. Yeah, and I mean, I think uh, Hughes has gone on record saying that he would, if he can, he'd bring in a right-hand defenseman, right? So mm-hmm. it's clear that the organization knows that that's an extremely weak spot. Like if they lose David Savard to an injury, then that's looking pretty ultimately super thin, right? I think they penciled in for the upcoming uh, rookie showcase game going on t- later tonight or, or for us midnight. Um uh, that um, Harris was going to play right, uh, right defender on the right side. Oh, Harris was going to play on the right side. Yeah, I think it was mes- uh, mentioned in in the Eyes on the Price chat that that was the ex- expectation. Um, it's it's an interesting move as well. He has been playing both sides uh, during his career, from my understanding. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I haven't seen a lot of Jordan Harris in that regard, but I've, I've heard what other people say and. And uh, it's an interesting approach. You you might want to have someone play their offside. Yeah, and maybe it's a hint. Maybe it's a hint that they really want him to be that guy that can do anything. And it's a huge advantage, right? I mean, obviously, if you have you someone run play a power one, play, three, right one on the power play, yeah, I was going to yeah. say the same thing. Like, if you put a one-three-one power play unit out, you 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 got someone that could play more or less along the whole blue line. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because in the pipeline, they really don't have that sure shot offensive defenseman power play guy, really. Now, everyone thought it was going to be Norlander from last year. And, and we don't mm-hmm. know what we have in Norlander after a, a setback year, if, if we're going to use that phrase. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, so, so that'd be interesting. And uh, we're, we're a long way from Lane Hudson or Lugan Mayo or, or, or any of the others that we, we think might be able to make that jump sooner or than later. Um, yeah, exactly, but your your expectation. What what would you look if you look at Justin Barron from from um, this year or, or from what you saw last year and looking forward to this year? What would your expectation be? Is that the fact that he's going to have to learn play defense and and play as many minutes in the NHL, or or what can we expect from him? Uh, yeah, with, I think so. I think if paired with Joel uh, Edmondson as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're going to run him. They're going to, just like Romanov had the opportunity last year, and of course that was his second year last year, right? I'm trying to tie, or was that his third year Three, already? Third. Yeah, that was his third year. So a little bit too soon. But if they, whichever of those young defensemen can show that they can handle what Romanov did last year, 
I think they want to put these players through the paces. This is a development. St. Louis marching orders are developed to develop. Mm -hmm. And so they are going to, I just think if it gets to the point where the player is getting crushed, they don't, they don't want that, but they will run him, I think. Um, and maybe even more desperately, not desperately, but more on, uh, push them as hard as they can because they need that someone to show up on the right side that can show that they can play 20 minutes a night. So I, I expect the first month of the season, he's going to run with Edmondson until he shows that he can't play those minutes. And then obviously after the deadline, after the trade deadline, that is obviously uh, um, there will be a possibility for more of these youngsters to play because you would assume that that uh, the the office wants to make a few trades and cash in a few chips and, and be able to to toss a few uh, nets on the uh, during the draft again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, for sure they would trade Weidman if there was a. Uh opportunity right but at the same time uh it's got to bring back something otherwise you're not going to just trade Weidman for a fifth round draft pick if if, if he's going to be useful to be around the, the young players and again you don't want to crush the players right so um yeah it, it's going to be i'm this is exciting I'm, I'm excited to see who is going to grab it and uh run with it Indeed, and and uh, it's fantastic to have you on. We're looking forward to have you on um, further down when we have more data because uh, I tossed you a yeah. a, a, a gnarly bone, really. Yeah, with with Justin Barron. But yeah. um, a, a month into the season, I'm looking forward to to have a chat with you again and make sure we we cover more of the defense what we have seen at that point and and what would be what we can expect further down the line. Um, if you don't follow uh, Jason Paul at Waveintel, uh, fantastic graphs always makes <laughs> sure that everyone understands what he's saying. For especially for a noob <laughs> like me, when it comes to analytics, uh, it, it you present the data very well, and and we all appreciate it. And so uh, we're glad to have you Thank on. You. And we're glad you're a friend of the of the of the eyes on the prize and the podcast, of course. Thank you. It's my pleasure. And uh, I definitely will throw you the numbers after 10 or 20 games. And the beauty of that, I'll just plug it, is that, you know, they're all starting together on the same page. They're not coming from a different team at a different time. So the comparison of the data will be more telling, I think. More solid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, we appreciate you uh, listening. We will appreciate you giving us a uh, subscription button or subscription button thing and uh, you find <laughs> us wherever you are in the world or wherever you are on the internet well maybe not some of the sites but really that for others thank you guys for listening thank you
Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite.